Hello everyone and welcome back to what is I think episode 24 of the podcast um, of the Kate Hamilton Health uh, the Kate Hamilton Health podcast. This is actually take 2. I recorded this episode last night and then my internet went halfway through and it was just a bit all over the shop and then it just crashed and I was going to try and edit it and clip it and put it together and I thought, no, do you know what? It's easier just to sit down and actually gather my thoughts a bit better and record this again. So here we go. Take two. Um, so episode 24. Today, I want to chat a little bit about the missing ingredient in health, fitness and weight loss. And what I think that is, is dealing with stress. Um, I don't think that we're dealing with stress and I think it's the root of why a lot of people find it difficult to um, reach their goals, basically. I think it's, um, I think from many years of yo-yo dieting and now from working with so many women, I've given a lot of thought to this, uh, to what exactly is holding us back. Um, it's And I don't think it's because we're lazy or because we don't know how or because we don't want it enough. I know there's lots of factors like processed food, well-established, bad habits um, lots of sugar involved. So, you know, bad diets, bad habits in general. Um, so there's lots of different factors as to why people find it difficult to lose weight, get healthy, get fit. But the one thing that I've noticed that we all have in common is that we are a bunch of seriously busy, stressed out ladies. And I think there's more to that than what we actually give time to really. Like how are we actually supposed to make any changes to our lifestyle, which is stressful enough, which is a stressful enough thing to do. Making any type of changes is stressful. But when we're already stressed out to the nines and half of us aren't even aware of it, when we add that added stress on, it makes it nearly impossible to actually be able to reach our goals. So like when I say that half of us aren't even aware that we're stressed. That was me for a long time. I genuinely thought, oh no, everything's good. I'm happy, you know, this, that and the other. And I wasn't aware that, you know, I was holding my shoulders tight, that I was stressed. I was going around with this constant feeling of, you know, needing to do better and be better. Um, and I think that all just kind of stems, it stemmed all the way back to childhood that I reckon starts in my opinion now it's all, all just in my opinion but in the education system when I think back I'm like I act the last time apart from recent years now that I'm a lot more aware of it but before that the last time that I would have really relaxed fully into the present moment and really enjoyed myself without the help of alcohol without you know anything like that would probably have been primary school which is really scary and really sad when you think about it um i just think that once you hit secondary school like you're dropped on the on the treadmill of life and you're striving for the next thing the next thing the next thing the pressure is high um to achieve um now it probably affected me more maybe than others because of my personality type and obviously i was anxious enough and i was eager to please and i i um set quite high standards for myself um, but I know I'm not alone in that. And I think so. I think that stress starts so young that when we're always go, 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 we don't even realize that we're stressed. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we're just completely unaware of the fact that we actually are stressed because we're so used to it and it's just so normal. And I just think it's really important to remember that it's not our fault. Society drops us on this treadmill, treadmill that like 
that's basically how I vision, vision life. It's just, it's kind of like this treadmill and it's moving so fast that like, how can we ever take time to really get to know ourselves and what we actually really want from life when we're always trying to keep up? And that's how I felt for a long, I remember having the, that conversation with my mum before COVID hit and I just felt like I'm, I said to her, I said, I feel like I'm just being dragged around, trying that I'm kind of chasing myself in my own life. It's just, it was just all go, 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 go. Um, never having a minute to actually just stop, take a deep breath and be in the present moment. Um, so that really didn't hit me until COVID hit and we actually finally got a second and really got to think um, that I was like, wow, that's one fast paced life I'm living. Do I even want to live that life? Am I happy? And that was when I was actually really able to make some proper healthy changes in my life as well. Because when you're all go, 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 when you're stressed out to the nines, adding in all of the extra things that you need to add in or change in order to make healthy lifestyle changes is just adding chaos to the chaos, basically. So now on top of all of that, so as kids, we didn't have this, but now, well, it depends how old you are. If you're as old as me, we, as kids, you didn't have this. But now we have the added stress of social media. This always on kind of always available culture. We're expected to always be available. Why didn't you write back to me? Why didn't you answer your phone? Why, you know, that when we in childhood, I remember like, you know, that I, you would come in my, ch- my childhood years and my teens. When you came in, it was switch off time from the outside world. You didn't have to deal with anyone's shit apart from your parents, obviously, or your, your siblings. But you didn't have to deal with outside world shit. You didn't have pressure. You didn't have comparison. You didn't have um, your brain wasn't constantly go, go, go. Switch off time happened when you came in in the evenings. Um, and we don't have that anymore. So I think um, it just like you would give it to your kids. I think it's really important that we create this switch off time for ourselves because we need that time to wind down properly, to be able to get a good night's sleep, to recharge, to be, to have the energy for everything that we want to do in life. How are, how, like with all of this, how are we supposed to lose weight, get fit and healthy on top of it all? So for this reason, and I think this is, you know, people just get so overwhelmed. They're like, fuck it. And they just revert back to old habits because it's survival mode. So dealing with stress should be at the core of our healthy lifestyle change. It should be the most important thing um, when we're making these changes. So you're going to see a lot of it. on You see a lot of it all the time on the Internet and personal trainers and health professionals and nutrition coaches are all saying it's all calories in versus calories out. You just need to be in a calorie deficit. You just need to be in a calorie deficit. Um, you just need to move more and be in a calorie deficit. Um, if it was that easy, we'd all do it. It's not, it is not enough. Though calories in versus calories out scientifically is correct. If you are consuming less calories than you are expending, you will lose body fat. And that is a fact. But it was that easy to just track our calories and stick to them and move a little bit more. It is something we'd all do. We'd feel better. Um, but it's it's not enough. We need to look at different areas and um, we need to work, be working on these different areas in order to be able to make our calorie deficit and our moving more an actually achievable goal. So with that in mind, I have nine areas that I've had a good think about that I think need to be worked on as you lose weight, get fit 
and generally just get healthier. These nine areas, they're not something you need to have fixed before you start on your 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 healthy lifestyle changes, but there's something that needs to be considered as you move along your journey to get fitter, to get healthier, to lose weight. And um, But before I start and go on to these er- nine areas, I just want to say that losing weight and getting fit and healthy is not a quick fix. It's not something that you're going to, to achieve in a couple of weeks or even a few weeks. Um, it's going to take time. It's going to take months. It is going to take months, at least, to, you know, two months plus to really establish some healthy habits. It can take years, but it's worth it. OK, so and as you embark on this, just think every day you're getting that little bit, little step closer to your goal. And it isn't about the goal at the end. It's about the journey as well. So it's important to start taking care of yourself, taking care of the journey and making sure that making sure that you're getting as well-rounded a healthy lifestyle as possible. But also you're trying to protect yourself and prevent yourself from getting to the point of overwhelm, saying fuck it and being back to square one and feeling as hopeless as ever. So that's what these nine areas are. Okay, so number one, the number one cause of stress in in everyone's life is your job. So that could be if you're working at home, raising your children, if you have your own business, if you work for a company, it doesn't matter what your job is for a lot of people. This is the what this is where you spend most of your time, and for I don't know any percentages, but for a lot of people, their job is is causing quite a lot of stress. It's especially with just demands of today's society and that always on culture. It can be very hard to switch off from work, and you're always reachable, and and there's some extremely unhealthy work habits. So the first thing I'll say about a job is. You spend most of your life doing it. So a good fraction of your life is spent in your career. So make sure it's something you enjoy. If you hate your job, I hate it, makes you anxious. The thoughts of it, you have that dread on a Sunday and you literally can't wait for, for Friday. You feel like you need to switch up. You need to feel like you need to you know, drink alcohol or do something to really switch off and forget about work so that you can relax for the weekend. You're in a cycle of maybe it's time to you're in a cycle that's going to continue unhealthily until you break it. So it could be the case that it might be time to start looking into maybe a course you could do on the side, some sort of little side hustle that you could work on and start looking for new jobs. I know not everyone's in a position to just, you know, drop everything and change their career and um, upend their lives just because they're feeling a bit stressed. I get that. Um, that people have responsibilities um, we're in the same boat here in my household. You know, we have responsibilities. We have mortgage, we have kids. We, you know, kids are getting older. Secondary school gets expensive. Um, there's all, and there's always something that needs to be paid for. So money is important, but I think it's important that we find the balance between money and happiness because we don't want to end up putting ourselves into an early, get, early grave, running ourselves into the ground over a job at the end of the day that will, you know, and it's important to note that, you know, all of us will be replaced within a few weeks, you know, in our job. Whereas like we can't be replaced at home. We can't be replaced with our family. And it's really, really important to remember that. So if your job, if your job is something you enjoy, but it's still causing you a bit of stress, it's time to set some boundaries. You know, what are your work hours? When are you, 
what are you going to say yes to? What are you going to say no to? Um, are there any difficult conversations that need to be had with colleagues? All of these things, you just there has to be, if you write down, there has to be something that you can do around your job, whether it is a case of I'm going to start taking baby steps towards eventually changing what I'm doing for a living or whether it's a case that I love my job, it's a little stressy but I, and I need to just tidy things up a little bit. It is a case, boundaries, conversations that need to be had and sometimes just your mindset as well towards work. You know that instead of waking in the morning, like, oh, I feel like I'm fucking work today, be like, I'm so lucky I get to go to work. You know, I work with fantastic people or, you know, uh, fixing your mindset on it. But there's definitely, you know, mindset, boundaries or just start making some little changes. Don't just drop your job. Don't walk in tomorrow and just say, I quit. That's not a good idea either. That's going to lead to more stress. So, but it there's always it's your life and there's always steps that you can make in relation to your professional life to make things a little bit better. And if your job is at home, it's going to tie nicely into what I'm going to talk about next, which is your number two source of stress in your life, which is your family. <laughs> so first of all, what I'll say is we we all get to choose our friends. We don't get to choose our family. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't have boundaries. So I think, you know, I it's no, ma no matter whether you're related to the person or not, it's important to know. So at first I'm kind of talking extent, like extended family, parents, siblings, um, maybe brothers and sisters-in-law, um, mother and father-in-laws and all those, you know, those kind of family. Um, spend time with people who lift you up. Spend time with people who you feel good after you um, are with them and, you know, schedule your time for the people that drain you a little bit. And um, because obviously you don't, we're not in the business of cutting anyone out of our lives. But if someone is extremely negative, is putting you down all the time, is draining the life out of you. And they can be, some, sometimes they can be siblings, sometimes they can be parents, they can be people that are very close to you. So you need to manage those situations and make sure that you're not giving more than what you're receiving. It's important to give and to, to, you know, to look after people we love and we can love these people very much. But if they're draining you, then there needs to be boundaries set and you need to have time where you're not available also. Um, that's really important. Now, unfortunately, this, you know, taking time away from people that are draining you doesn't count if they're your children. So if your children are draining the life out of you, unfortunately, you can't be like, I'm setting boundaries. I'm not spending time with you today. It doesn't quite work like that as much as we'd all love it. Um, but... This, yeah, so this ties in with anyone who works at home looking and looking after and raising their children. Um, yeah, that can be a really, really stressful job. Having kids is stressful. Um, my house at the minute, there's myself, my husband, Dave, my three children and my Spanish student. So there's six of us living um, in our house and it is there's always someone somewhere. There's always someone who needs something. There's always someone talking. There's always someone looking for me. Only that I have Dave downstairs as I record this, um, basically holding them hostage, not not letting them up the stairs. Somebody would be up here looking for me. So I totally get it. Um, it could be very full on, very family life can be very stressful. Um, so what I would say in relation to that, it is so important to just to plan, to schedule, to be organized. Um, as annoying as it is, it's worth sitting down and just doing so that at least you have structure within the chaos and then after that it's important to find someone to help you out so that you do get a bit of alone time it's needed so um whether it's your partner whether um 
you, it is your kid's father, whether it is your parents helping out or a sibling helping out or a babysitter, um, you need to schedule in some alone time in your life where you get to get away from your children and be you. It's so important, whether it's to go to the gym, whether it's to go out with friends, whether it is to go for a walk, um, you need time away from them because if you don't look after you, you'll have nothing left to give them. Um, I am literally the definition of it takes a village um, and I'm happy to let my mom, my dad, my sister, everybody help out with the kids. Um, so like I said, with family life, just boundaries, plan, schedule, be organised, ask for help. And within that, um, for anyone who's at the same stage of life as me, um, you're relationship with your partner can really be strained at this time and it's because it's literally like you're you could be passing ships in the night it's a system you're kind of team partners just getting things done and it's a tough stage of life so it's important to try and make time for each other as well because at the end of the day and my mum said this to me and it just it was a bit of a, a nugget of wisdom that really stuck with me that you know the kids will grow up and eventually you'll be left just the two of you at home and you need to be able to still know each other and still like each other. So um, it's worth considering just giving that little bit of time. So all of that stress, just um, hopefully that helps with family stress. So then we move on to number three, which is a little bit more proactive and we talk about movement. So when you're stressed out, you're going to feel tired. When you feel tired from stress, you, the last thing you are going to want to do is exercise. But this is the one thing that you actually really need to do. Um, it's extremely, extremely important um, to pushing past it. So schedule your movement in a 10 minute walk. Just commit to it at a certain time, preferably after a stressful time of your day where you get out and you get a chance to decompress. Just commit to 10 minutes. And if 10 minutes, um, after 10 minutes, what you'll find is you probably want to do more because you'll start to feel better. But if 10 minutes is all you can manage, 10 minutes is going to make you feel better. So that could be a walk. It could be a dance class. It could be going to the gym. Um, it could be a run. It could be whatever you're into. It could be playing playing tennis, anything, whatever you're into. Um, adding a bit of movement into your day it's just extremely important for being able to release some of that stress so it doesn't build up inside you. Um, number four, quiet time. So it ties in again with family stresses. So TV doesn't really count here. The quiet time that I'm talking about is time where you actually have time to stop, take a deep breath, connect with yourself and uh, let your thoughts go. And so this can tie in sometimes with with a walk or with a workout, you know, where you're really kind of like, you know, for me, like I love going to the gym, sticking my headphones on, being by myself and putting on loud music and um, lifting some heavy weights. And I really enjoy it. And it is my quiet time. It's when, and I also do it when I'm walking. It's my walking is my quiet time. I like to do it alone if I can. Um, but there's loads of things you can do. Yoga, meditation, baths, walks, um, time where you just get to switch off from that monkey mind that's constantly like oh what am I cooking for dinner tonight and now I need to get this in the shop and then after this what am I doing tomorrow who has an appointment tomorrow you know that kind of mind it's switching off from that mind giving yourself a break from it and it's so important which leads into number five and um, the the fifth 
area that needs to be looked at is sleep. So if you if you can't switch off from that monkey mind, um, sleep is going to be an issue. And if you're not getting enough sleep, it's almost nearly impossible to stick to your calorie deficit to get your movement in and just everything falls apart when sleep isn't in place really. Now, I know some people listening will have small children, will have babies and it's sleep is not really an option um, of a full night's sleep. But anyone who can, we're aiming for seven to nine hours a night. If you're someone who gets five hours sleep, start aiming for seven at least, or at least start improving from where you're at. Um, and so what I'd suggest here is set yourself a bedtime, stick to it, try and get your body into a routine, um, particularly Monday to Friday. Go to bed at 10 o'clock every night if that's the time you get up. Get up or get up at six every morning if that's the time you get up and um, as long as you're getting that time in bed sleeping you're going to feel so much better if you have small people who wake you in the middle of the night what i would say is still have that structure in place go to bed earlier get them maximize the amount of sleep that you can get and this goes for everyone people who can manage the seven hours and people who are struggling with uh, small kids is you need to set a healthy sleep routine so that you're maximizing the quality of the sleep that you're having. So putting a screen ban into your room, no scrolling on um, phones before bed. The blue light in your phone keeps your brain stimulated and uh, makes sleep so much harder. It's, you know, that always on mentality again, um, you need to be winding down. So what I'd suggest is if you can stay off screens for at least a half an hour before bed is going to um, make a huge difference. Make sure your bedroom's not too hot, not too cold. If you can get blackout blinds do. And if you're someone who like that, the mind is constantly going and you find it difficult to actually get to sleep, um, a guided med meditation. This is the one um, exception I will make for screens in the bedroom. If you're putting on the Headspace app or, you know, some sort of YouTube meditation, you can put that on on your phone and um, fall asleep to that. There's loads of sleep meditations and everything that you'll find online and it can really help. And I guarantee you within a week of getting healthier sleep habits in place, you're going to no notice a huge difference in every area of your life. So it really is the base of the whole pyramid. Number six then is nutrition. So you might think, why is she talking about nutrition in relation to stress? But basically you are what you eat, as cliche and all as that sounds. If you're filling your body full of shit all the time, your body is going to be stressed. So you mightn't realize it, but your insides are stressed. If you're pu pumping loads of processed food, lots of chemicals into your body, your body is stressed trying to deal with this. Um, so it's important to start fueling and nourishing your body with good quality food. This doesn't need it to be overcomplicated at all, particularly if you're just starting out. So I, we know that energy in versus energy out, calories in versus calories out. But if you're someone who's really struggling with tracking calories and you're at the very beginning of your journey, don't overcomplicate it. Focus on good quality food and start crowding out the bad stuff. So what I'd say here is, you know, just start, what can I add to this meal to make it healthier? Start adding in some lean protein with every meal. Start adding in some vegetables with every meal, a bit of colour into your diet. Don't cut anything out. If you enjoy chocolate, still have chocolate. If you enjoy crisps, still have crisps. But as you structure your meals to be um, much more nutritious, you'll have less cravings and you'll naturally eat less of the 
sugary stuff, the salty stuff, um, and you can have them more in moderation. You'll, If you're at the beginning of your journey, you will make huge fat loss progress by just this simple change um, in the beginning. Eventually, you probably will need to look at calories in versus calories out, but it's a great place to start. And as just like the movement, see, it'll all tie in nicely. As you start to eat better, you're going to have more energy. As you sleep, sorry, you'll, you'll sleep better the more nutritious your food is um, you're going to have more energy then after your stressful job or your stressful family that even though you've put those a few things in place there and everything just starts to feel easier you, you the, your walk is going to feel easier your workout's going to feel easier whatever it is that you're doing um it all just falls into place your energy levels and as you start to feel good it makes you want to do these things more often and it becomes your why and instead of having a vicious cycle of bad habits suddenly you have this positive energetic cycle of good habits and just keep stepping leaning into it and stepping in the right direction um, and so in relation to nutrition i might as well move on to number seven and talk about alcohol so alcohol in relation to the body is a stressor okay so alcohol is a depressant it's um it's a proven depressant but it also puts stress on your body so much so that when you consume alcohol and you're looking to lose body fat your body is going to deal with the alcohol first so it's going to break down the alcohol before it starts breaking down any of the carbohydrates fats or protein that you've actually um consumed and because you're putting your body under that kind of stress it slows down the fat loss progress because it's going to deal with that first before it starts dealing with what you put into your body, even if you're within your calories. Now, saying that there is a place for alcohol in a healthy lifestyle for some people, not for me personally, but um, I'm just someone who would, you know, feel crap for days and then just it's the vicious cycle of feeling crap, starting to feel good again and then drink again and feel crap again. And so it's just, it's a no-no, but it's definitely, if it's something that's that is affecting your weekly routine, as in it's affecting your energy levels, you don't feel like walking, you don't feel like working out because you're hungover, it's worth looking at. Is this worth, is this really worth it for the fact that I have goals that I want to achieve? and just decide what your relationship with alcohol is going to be in re in relation to that. But it is, your, when there's alcohol in your system, your body is stressed and that's important to remember. Uh, number eight then is mindset. So firstly, what I say is I'm not a mental health professional. So I'm just talking from experience here, but like it is important to address issues appropriately, depending what the issue is, it has to be addressed. But I do believe that it is equally important to deal with everyday activities in with a positive mindset. So instead of going around, oh, for fuck's sake, it's raining again today. Oh, it's freezing cold. Oh, I have to go and do this and I have that. Oh, and I have to, I have to collect him from school at two and then I have to cook dinner. Instead of I have to, I have to, I have to wake up in the morning, write down three things that you're grateful for. I'm grateful that I have a job that pays the bills. I'm grateful for my healthy children. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. Something like that. You know, they can be little tiny things. It can be, I'm grateful that I don't feel knackered today. It can be something so simple. Um, but just starting with that gratitude. And then every time you find yourself doing the, oh, I, I have to do this now. Be like, I get to do this. I, you know, I get to bring my kids to school. I get to go to work. I get to walk because I can walk. 
there are plenty of people who can't. Um, there's always someone worse off than you in the world. So there is always something to be grateful for. And it's really, really important to remember um, you can't control everything that happens to you. And, you know, life is going to have ups and downs and there are going to be really, really shit times. Um, there are equally going to be really, really good times and it come, they come in waves. You can't control what's going to happen to you, but you can control your reaction. And I don't mean that your reaction is always going to be positive. There's some horrible things that happen in life and there's it's important to feel feelings and to go through processes. Uh, but I'm talking about more of the everyday kind of stuff. We can control our reaction in the everyday stuff. And it's just about repetition and training ourselves. Um, becoming more positive doesn't happen overnight. It is a case of not beating yourself up about it and just, you know, catching yourself and reframing things. And it becomes second nature after a while. And, um, yeah, just trying to see the best in people and the best in situations. And if someone does attack you or insult you or, you know, do you wrong in some way, just remember that it's coming from within them. It's a them issue and it's not a you issue. And you just focus on your issues. Start talking more kindly to yourself. And as you start to, t you know, talk more kindly to yourself, be more grateful for what you do have in life and just watch your reactions for things. And don't judge, you know, notice how you react to things. Notice how you think and just slight little tweaks will make a huge difference as you repeat them. It's all about repetition and con consistency. Um, OK, so last one then is number nine. And this is screen time. So it's, this is a no brainer. Again, I've touched off this in, in the other areas, but um we need to we need to set ourselves boundaries when it comes to screen time and not lose hours and hours of our day just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. First of all, we're not most of us are not going to get rid of our social media and that's fine. But what we do need to do is um, do kind of a, a cleanse of our social media. Anyone that you follow that makes you feel shit, that you just is negative. Just uh, unfollow. You just you don't need that extra stress in your life. Like, for example, I ended up unfollowing all of the like RT news apps and stuff like that and Sky News. And, you know, because I just found I was getting notifications on my phone about something absolutely horrific that's happened to someone um, somewhere in the country. And it was sitting in my chest in a very unpleasant way and I didn't like it. So I don't, I, you know, I still have a news app on my phone and I will go in and check headlines every now and again. Or, you know, if I hear someone talk about something, I will research it, but I don't need to be constantly kept informed about every single thing that happened. And uh, the same can be just true of people in general. If there's someone um, who's real showy and makes you feel shit or just, you know, in general, that you're just not into, um, you just don't like what they're putting out there. Just unfollow them. You know, it, um, it's not worth it. it your screen, th think about the screen of your phone is, is a part of the inside of your brain. You're in taking in that information and your, your brain is processing that information. So you want to make sure that the information that you're receiving is good information, information that you want inside you basically um so just like with your nutrition um you are what you eat you're all you also are what you consume um and in relation to screen time television um what you're listening to everything so just keep that in mind um so those are the nine areas your job your family movement quiet time sleep nutrition mindset alcohol and screen time 
Okay, so keep those in mind as you find your way along your health and fitness journey. Um, Despite what everyone is saying, it's not just calories in versus calories out. Um, Not in the long term. Like, and it's important that when you're looking at weight loss, you're looking at fitness and you're looking at health, that you do think long term. Don't look for short term results like that. Your results will be short term if you if you look for short term results, you won't find the happiness you're looking for. However, if you start and you just make little changes, little changes to your nutrition, little changes to your movement, something that you can fit in every day and just looking at these little stressy areas that you can make your life that little bit less stressful and design a life that you really enjoy and really energizes you and really lights you up. And it's going to make all the difference. Because as we all know, anyone who's been on a diet before and then fallen off the diet and then suddenly like it's a year later, the time goes by so quickly. The time goes by anyway. So you might as well be tipping away at something small, slowly. And then suddenly a year has gone by and you look back and you're like, wow, look at the progress I made. And there's actually nothing more motivating and nothing more um, inspiring and than so there's nothing more motivating and nothing more fulfilling is the word I was looking for there than looking back at your own progress being really happy with yourself and then setting goals to move forward forward even further so um it's worth putting the time into now you don't need to by any means fix any of those nine areas all in one go start in one area that once that starts to feel a little easy, add something else in, then add something else in, deal with something else. Um, you know, look at this as a life, you know, as the rest of your life. And before you know it, you, you'll you have this fantastic life, this fantastic health that um, you've always dreamed of. And i that's not me being idealistic. It's just true. The more you just, the consistency and just tipping away at things, it just it it you are what you put your energy into. So put your energy into yourself. It's important. Um, as mothers, we're really bad at it, but it is so important. And just keep in mind those little people that you're raising are looking at you. So you can tell them all you want about what to do in life, but they're going to do what you do. They're going to do what they see, and um, make sure that it that you're living a life that you know sits well within you, and you know that lives up to your values of what you feel is important. So I will leave it at that. Please try and get a little bit less stressed. I know so much easier said than done, but you'll get there one step at a time. And as always, if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me and ask me anything, um, you can find me. My website is www.katehamiltonhealth.com dot com. My email address is katehamiltonhealth at gmail.com and you will find me on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok at Kate Hamilton Health. Um, my eight week Nourish, Move and Shine program is based all around this kind of stuff. So if you like what you heard and you're like, wow, yeah, I am all for this life. I want to start on this kind of journey. This is what my Nourish, Move and Shine program is is about. It's about busy ladies finding time to prioritize themselves, work on these different areas in their lives while they lose body fat, if that's their goal, uh, while they get healthier, fitter, stronger, whatever your goal is, um, and just working towards your goal together in a group setting. So it's group coaching. It's eight weeks long. And my next intake starts 
on the 6th of February. Um, it's basically run through what you do is you get an, you get a weekly email with a different, with has a PDF that you read each week, which has different focus for each week. Everyone's given personalized calories or hand portions. Um, you have four different workout programs to choose from, uh, from gym workouts to home workouts, whatever suits you best and your goals. Um, there's weekly check-ins. There's a WhatsApp group, which is always great for motivation, for meal ideas. Um, you have daily access to me on WhatsApp. And then we also have progress checks. And um, that happens every four weeks throughout the program where we check our measurements and our photos. And I'm probably forgetting loads of things as I'm talking through it. Actually, I have a little note in front of me. Let me just go back and just double check. So yeah, I said personalized calories and hand portions. We have food lists as well. So I give you food lists so that you can base your meals around most of your meals around. You, there's nothing off limits, but um, that the food list lists give you a good framework and um, you get a recipe ebook then so that you get some ideas to get you going with recipes. Um, then the workouts I said, so the PDFs, yep, yeah, mindset. Mindset is a huge part of the program and we work on different mindset topics every week. And um, so you'll be doing a little bit of journaling and stuff like that through the program. But it, the mindset is what really makes the difference long term. So um, it's a big one. And what else? I just want well, I have the list here in front of me. I might as well talk you through it. Yeah, so basically it's just a slow step-by-step -step approach of building good habits. So we focus on water, sleep, steps, relaxation techniques, um, weekly check-ins. Um, I have a monthly group hikes group for anyone who's local enough to the Dublin, Wicklow, general area, but that's obviously optional. And the program is doable from anywhere in the world. So you don't need to be local for the group hikes. Um, you don't need to take part in the group hikes. They're just for anyone who is um close enough to make the trip and um, we do photos and measurements checks and like I said there's a WhatsApp community which is great and and um, so the next intake is the 6th of February if you're interested it is 149 euro for eight weeks I do offer payment plans if needed so just message me if you would like to avail of a payment plan if you're interested in just signing up you can get, find it the you can sign up through my website again it's www.katehamiltonhealth.com or you can sign up through the link in my bio on my facebook instagram and TikTok, you'll you'll be able to click that link there. Or if you just want to ask me any more questions about it before you do sign up, um, I'm always happy to answer any messages that I get. So again, you can email me or DM me on any of the socials. And I hope you found some value in today's episode and I will chat to you all again next week. <laughs>